Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors, they blew a 17-point lead and lost to the Brooklyn Nets 120-116 at Chase Center in a game that was a massive disappointment on an otherwise awesome Bay Area sports day where the Niners beat the Cowboys and reached the NFC Championship game. The Warriors, they started off strong, but just basically could not close. And I said after the last game, after the Cavs game that the Warriors won, it's like this Warriors team, as great as we know they can be, as uh, awesome as this team team's core has been over their careers right now, they are just, I mean, they're one game under 500 now. They have the same record as OKC. <laughs> uh, the Warriors are in 10th place. They have the tiebreaker, I guess, over OKC, but who really cares, <laughs> right? So you can't get too high for a good win. You can't get too low for a bad loss because it's like, which team are you getting on any given night? After the Cavs game, after getting Kaminga back and Jermichael Green back, I was like, okay, you know, can we get this team that showed up against the Cavs and the team that showed up but lost to the Celtics, like, can we get those teams together and like meld them? You know what I mean? Like that effort, that consistency, you know, that focus, that execution. And I thought we had it. I thought we had it in this Nets game. The first half, I was like, okay, started off a little bit slow, but then they started finding their rhythm. And I was like, okay, perfect. You know, this is how it's supposed to go. But they just couldn't close it. And it's funny with this up and down team this year, like every time I kind of like make an observation or make some declaration or whatever, the Warriors find a way to completely contradict it almost immediately. Right. It's like, I'm like, Steph is the ultimate closer. And yes, he, he is. And he has been uh, throughout his career for the most part, but then he can't close against the Celtics and he definitely didn't close against the Nets. And then clay, I'm like, he's back. Right. He's letting the game come to him and he's not taking bad shots. He's not forcing the issue and his shooting is uh, is on again. And then what? He goes like four for 17 in this one and plays a little bit of hero ball. But one or two games does not a reputation make. But it is just really, really unfortunate that every time you think they're turning the corner, it's like, (laughs) I had written all these notes early on, like maybe first half, part of the third quarter, about all these excellent things I'm seeing in this game. And then they just kind of petered out, right? And this time, it's it's been the starters who haven't been able to execute when they're supposed to. And you can't just say like, oh, it's the bench, it's the bench, right? Because the bench has figured itself out for the most part. You know, you need to figure out the ninth, 10th, maybe 11th spot for the rest of the season. But right now, it's like the guys who are supposed to deliver haven't been, right? I was like, hey, I will take any game that the Warriors are in or have a lead in or whatever with like six minutes left in the fourth, and then Curry comes back in to close. But last couple He has had that opportunity, but he hasn't been able to do it. And again, not an indictment of Steph, right? You're not going to overreact to just uh, a handful of showings, but 
as I've said, this team needs to ramp it up for the rest of the season. They, they need to get and figure out their rhythm over the next two, three weeks to the all-star break and then figure out who they are, right? Know who they are and then confidently make that drive to the end of the season into the playoffs. Because right now it's like flipping the switch, man. It's like you, you can't just do that because you're going to fall into it's It's habits, right? It's habits. You're going to do what you did most recently. You know what I mean? And you got to have consistency no matter what the bottom line. And that's what I've been asking for uh, pretty much for the whole season. But then also just as of late, especially since that last homestand where they were looking good and yeah, they lost a couple of guys, but they also got some guys back and they just flubbed some games away. I mean, this is their fourth straight home loss. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're starting to win some road games. Now they're coughing them back up at home, you know, to even that out and stay at 500 or around 500. So at first I was like, oh, this is the team I'm confident in that uh, when they play the Grizzlies, again, they, they beat the Grizzlies at home last time, but they can just certainly take care of business, right? I still believe that, but it would have been nicer to have kept the momentum going after um, after that nice Cavs win and then take that momentum into Wednesday's game. I mean, the, the Grizzlies, they lost. They lost to the Suns in Phoenix. So these are two teams that should have won, that think they should have won. So hopefully, hopefully <laughs> it'll be an interesting matchup and uh, the Warriors prevail. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. They just need to like get their stuff together. Jordan Poole started this one again, and he, he played well. I am curious to see how long Kerr goes with this because while it gives you scoring and while Poole seems to have gotten like a message that, okay, if you're going to start, you got to play D, right? Because there's no loony back there. You know, you're not starting in place of Clay or you're not starting in the place of Steph. So you have to, you have to do your job. But then also Wiggins, I worry about the wear and tear on him as he plays more power forwards from the get-go, and then Draymond, right? <laughs> all of off-season, all the off-season, we talked about how Draymond, his minutes at center, you have to be judicious with those throughout the season into the playoffs because there's some bigger dudes out there. Draymond is still 6'6", and he's older, so you don't want him to completely just, just shut down, right? So curious about that, but it also does give the Warriors an interesting look off the bench with Looney, Dante DiVincenzo, and uh, my guy, Jonathan Kaminga. You know, like before when it was pool, it was like, okay, you bring off a score, uh, another smallish, solid guard, and then Kaminga. But now it's like, oh, you can bring in a big dude, you know, your center, your former starting center. You could bring in uh, a... Um, multifaceted guard, and then you can bring in this dynamic player. So it's a variety off the bench. And then, you know, whomever else, if you have Ty Jerome or, or Anthony Lamb or, or even Jamichael Green or James Wiseman someday, maybe. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, again, get too high, get too low for these games. It's like at a certain point, you have to show who you are. <laughs> You aren't necessarily like what you think. It's your it's your actions, and your actions dictate 
especially in the NBA, whether you win or lose and where your seating is and how far you go. So we'll see. We'll see uh, what this all means. And uh, it's just frustrating loss, but, you know, I'm going to focus on some positives. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga, I mean, I've talked about him. If you watch or listen to this show, I've talked about how great he's been playing for the last couple of months. Uh, I always point out that game in Dallas that they lost, but you could just tell. I mean, go back and watch highlights of that game because there is a certain point where, I mean, and, and compared actually to games before that where he's still finding his groove, still thinking the game. And in that Dallas game, he started just reacting, right? And it's that first mental hurdle where you get past the thinking, the warrior schemes, thinking, overthinking, the read and react stuff that if you're a second slow or a step slow, you're going to mess up the flow and throw everything off. That's all gone for Kaminga in that game. And he kept building and building. It's almost like, you know, just this epiphany. And once he unlocked that, then all of a sudden he can use his physical abilities like to their full extent. And it might be hyperbolic to say he's, uh, since then he's improved exponentially, but he definitely has improved at a greater, greater rate, right? Like I talked about how over the summer and in the preseason when he was doing a lot of point forward stuff, on ball stuff, it wasn't his strength. He's still rough at that. His handle needs to be tighter uh, and his decision-making as like an offensive initiator needs to be better, but he's gone back to his bread and butter, which is just putting pressure on the rim uh, cutting to the basket. There's so many shooters on this team that there's so much attention being paid to them that he has an opportunity to continually uh, slip screens, go back door, cut to the basket, dunker spot stuff, whatever. And then all the other stuff that he has in his game that he's slowly getting more consistent at, whether it's uh, shooting from three, he hit two against the Cavs, none against the Nets. Uh, so, you know, those things. And then, of course, there's the defensive side where he's guarding Kyrie and does a decent job. You know, Kyrie goes off. I mean, that guy is hard to guard for anyone at any size with any level of athleticism. I think what Kaminga brings, obviously, we've been talking about this for so long. It's like we talked about it when he was out for eight games that was hugely, hugely, hugely important piece that they missed because of the pressure on the rim because of the dynamic athleticism, because of the power, because of the fearlessness in terms of getting contact, right? Like he will try to get to the lane. He will try to get to the line. So these are all things that right now, I mean, without him, the Warriors didn't really have, right? They could have Steph try to get to the basket. He doesn't get the calls, neither does Jordan Poole. They also can't like force the issue up at the rim. Poole can dunk, but as we've seen, like he's not a, a fast riser, an explosive riser. He'll get stuffed at the bucket, right? But with Kaminga, uh, I mean, there was a sequence where he pump fake, got a dunk, you know, layup, whatever, and transition layup. And I'm like, who else on the Warriors can do that? In theory, Wiggins has a similar athleticism. Kaminga is still more athletic and more explosive and more powerful, 
but we also know that it's not really part of Wigan's game to be that consistently aggressive, at least in terms of attacking the basket and really, really punishing opponents at the rim. So with Kaminga's aggression in that respect, and then all these shooters and there's all the veteran talent and whatever, you hope that that just unlocks uh, so much more of this team. And that's, I guess, what I'm hanging my hat on. Despite the fact that the Warriors lost, like that uh, melding, yeah. Okay, so basically it's not the melding of the two teams from the Cavs and the South games. It's getting Jonathan Kaminga in the flow, uh, a, a game where the starters start and you know you mix Kaminga in there and he can do what he does. Four teams, two NFL Conference Championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 to get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. I'm still riding with Brock Purdy, and I still can't believe he's taken it this far, but I'm 100% here for it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So that's what I wanted to see. And we saw that a lot. This game is not Kaminga's fault. And so uh, you go with that positive and hopefully these Warriors can start stringing together some games. That's plain and simple. That's what they need to do. You know what I mean? And I think Kaminga is a big part of that. Uh, I think he'll take some pressure off of Draymond, off of uh, Looney, just in terms of like battling bigger dudes and battling forwards and centers. You know, Kaminga is going to put on a lot more strength in his career, but he's already really, really powerfully uh, built, you know, and he helps on, on defense so much. So I think when it all comes down to it, yes, this game stunk, but Kaminga is, is that guy. I've said that, uh, I think I said in the last episode that I put Kaminga fifth in a redraft of 2021. He was taken seventh, right? I dropped Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs behind him and Josh Giddy behind him. And then I maybe move up Franz Wagner ahead of him. But, but ask me in a year, you know what I mean? Ask me in a year. And again, that, that is a homer take, but uh, I don't think it's too far off from reality at all. And, you know, I also said that, Hey, after he got drafted, I was like, this guy is going to be, the best Warriors player in like four years, you know, it all really depends on how long Steph's prime lasts and how long his greatness will last. It might last longer than that, but right now it's tracking to be true. You know, when he was drafted, it was obvious that he was going to be the best player in the uh, Wiggins D'Lo trade, right? Because D'Lo is just not good. And Wiggins, uh, he's proven to be much better than anyone expected. Uh, but Kaminga, he has greater physical abilities than Wiggins. And honestly, he has just his more aggression and desire to be great rather than just to fit in. So 
that's a no brainer to me and you love to see it, right? I always talk about homegrown talent and I'm just going to focus on that. Uh, when I think about this game, uh, that this was a lotto pick that has popped, right? The Warriors have had three lottery picks, Moody and Wiseman, of course, are the others. And you just need one to pop right now. I mean, sure, you can come at me and say, like, it's a wasted pick. You know, like, <laughs> Moody, why can't he get on the court? I don't know. <laughs> Wiseman, you know how I feel about Wiseman, you know. But, hey, at least one is popping. And he's critical. He's just super, super important. If the Warriors don't have Kaminga, it's going to be tough to go far because – Again, he adds something that what Gary Payton II did last year in terms of pressure on the rim and point of attack defense. And then uh, in terms of what Otto Porter Jr. brought, like just that big man play, maybe not the three-point shooting as consistently yet, but being able to play uh, power forward and center and rebound potentially. And I think he has a, a very good like acumen for the game at this point. You know, and he's trying to get better, and that's all you really want to see. And he's not afraid. You know, that's a phrase that I use all the time when looking at some of these dudes. Uh, he's not afraid to make a mistake, and he's not afraid to challenge people. He's not afraid to fail, right? When he got swatted by Jared Allen twice in the Cavs game, who cares? You know, who cares? Like, <laughs> you got to challenge stuff, and that's what you love to see. Because right now, right, you could say like Moses Moody when he gets on the court. Uh, I won't say he's afraid, but like he's hesitant because he is worried about making a mistake and getting pulled. And that may not be all his fault. That's just circumstance. And maybe uh, some of it is on Kerr uh, for pulling him so quickly, but who knows? Another thing is Dante DiVincenzo, another solid, solid piece right there. I talked recently about how both Kaminga and DiVincenzo are closer worthy guys on this team. And before it was like, you know, you can have Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins out there. And then who's the who's the fifth guy, right? You can go with Kaminga, DiVincenzo, Looney, Poole. But right now it's like Wiggins, he could be another guy you pull. So it's like Steph, Clay, Dre, and then you want to put Kaminga and Poole in there? That's interesting, you know? <laughs> That's a really interesting small ball lineup. And you could also throw DiVincenzo out there if Poole is a little loosey-goosey with his decision-making. So, you know, I think uh, there's some definite lineup options right now. They just need to figure out and actually just put away games, start winning some of these because, uh, you know, you don't want to be in the play-in, getting through the play-in and having to constantly, constantly, like, fight back on the road. Right, they can do it per se, but why make it tougher on yourself at this point in your careers? You know, it's for the vets. I mean, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, tough loss, really, really frustrating loss. But on to the next. Well, let's get those Grizzlies because <laughs> you know Dylan Brooks is coming back to town. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway. Uh, that's all I got for now. That is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino. 
or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. <laughs>